0: welcome back to another episode of Dick Vet Podcast. Uh, I'm Stephen Ray. Uh, This is a really great episode. In this one, we look at university life. Um, So we cover a whole host of of subjects. It's really great. We kind of talk about the apprehensions that a lot of students will have going into uh, Welcome Week and, you know, meeting new people for the first time. We then talk a lot about societies and sports clubs as well. And, and you know, we, we discuss how students can really get the best out of those things and, and you know, really seize the great opportunities that they can present to, to people. And then we had a really important discussion, I think, actually, about the um, kind of support services that, that are available to, to students here. Um, you know, when th- things get a bit tough, if you're maybe struggling, then, then, you know, the university does have systems set in place to, to help students. So, so we, we talk about that. And um, I guess um, Heather and Tia were really great at, at you know, kind of educating me and hopefully you know educating you guys a little bit about about what is in place uh for students here so uh it was a really great one but i'll less kind of rambling from me i'll just keep this introduction really short but yeah here we go episode three all about university life Good. Yeah. Right, cool. Uh, I'm very glad to be joined by a third year vet student, uh, Tia Murrell. How are you doing?
1: I'm good, how is everyone else? I'm very good, Thank you for
0: joining. <laughs> and also uh, Heather McAdam, you're a third year medical student, uh, you're the medical school undergraduate rep and the founder president of WellMed.
2: Yeah.
0: Anything else? Uh, <laughs> <probably>. <laughs> uh, so thank you very much for both for joining me um, here today we're just going to be talking a little bit about what it's like as a new student coming into University of Edinburgh because it's a pretty daunting thing right
1: yeah definitely I think especially um, moving from home for me was a big thing because I did my in- undergraduate um, and I commuted from home mm-hmm. so I think the main thing for me is because I was quite a family person was being away from my family and being away from all the animals and, like, being lonely, not lonely, but on my own. Right, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, it does kick in when you first move into halls and you're kind of on your own for the first time properly, <laughs> especially coming from, I came from a really small school and then coming to a place where there's just every yeah people everywhere.
0: Well, is <laughs> there any kind of advice that you guys have to, to ease that transition? Because, you know, going from your home somewhere you've, you've lived, I mean, maybe not all your life, everyone comes from different backgrounds, but how do you kind of ease ease into that new way?
2: Um, I think it is just really be yourself and be very open to saying hello to everyone. Um that was very much the case. If you see a new person say hi, there's a chance you'll never see them again, but there's also a chance you make really good friends. So yeah, just being open to everything and not worrying about clinging on to the same things all the time. Mm. Yeah, definitely.
1: I think I think it's really important that on your first day that you don't stick in that little group what you form. Yeah. And you make sure that when you do have your first day, make sure you, you do say hello to everyone and just like have some small talk and that really helps to build like a relationship with someone. Because then in the subsequent days then you can be like, Oh hi, like how did you get on? Like what did you get up to last night or what are you up to this weekend and then that's how you like you build your relationships and, with everyone
0: yeah I was gonna say you don't know where those relationships are gonna because yeah. everyone's in the same boat as well you know people would just be thankful that you know you're you just said hello
2: <laughs> yeah no everyone that's a very important point is everyone is in the same boat it may seem like it feels like you're all over the place and you have no idea what's going on but I can guarantee 99% of everyone else 100%
0: the same way. well I think one of the things that a lot of people have kind of this concern over as well as the welcome week, you know, freshers mm-hmm. week, as, as it's known, because it can be have quite a lot of stigma attached to it. I think everyone expects it to be the, the best week of your life sort of thing. But, you know, in reality, it doesn't always work out that way, does it?
2: Yeah, you don't need to go out every night. There's a big pressure on that for some reason. Uh, going to every event, and, like getting your money's worth, things will sell out. They always say they don't sell out. <laughs> they never, ever sell out.
0: I uh, missed out on some uh, laser tag in my fresh Oh, estate. laser tag. I didn't even
2: try. I didn't know that was a thing. I, I mean, big cheese was the only thing I missed. One of the big cheeses out of, like, four they have that week. <laughs> oh, so. gosh.
0: But the thing is, they do have a lot of these great kind of activities going yes. on, you know, that the, the university run itself, obviously, you'll get to know your own kind of flatmates and coursemates. Mm-hmm. But then the university do a lot as well. So not just alcohol based as yeah, well. Yeah. If that's not your thing. And, um, you know, trips around the city, around the campus, you know, they always have the big trip to Ikea to get all your kind of provisions as well. Um, do you have any kind of tips for dealing with Freshers Week, Heather, apart from maybe just paracetamol and lots of water
2: yeah um don't have to deal with that tactic at all it's completely (laughs) up to you what you um want to do uh very much i think is what i had to remind myself during my freshers week a few times was um do what you want to do rather than what you think everyone else is doing Mm -hmm. because yeah you will have a much happier week i know people who were like peer pressured into going out like seven eight nights in a row you just get carried away yeah and then you end up very ill (laughs) you end up with no money just yeah do what you want to do rather than you don't have to say yes to everything and
0: i think then you'll fit into the kind of friendship groups that you want to fit into as well
2: i Um, think
1: it's the main thing is like don't be afraid to do something you want to do even if no one else wants to do it you know And I feel like quite a lot of people nowadays think, oh, I'm not going to do that because I'm going to be on my own. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, luckily for me, I'm quite happy in my own company and I don't actually mind going to different events on my own. And I feel like it's really important that people know that people aren't staring at you. If you're on your own, no one bats an eyelid. Everyone just kind of carries on. And there'll be that one person who comes up to you and be like, oh, like, are you all right there? Like, are you getting on okay? And then you'll just make small talk and he, you can become really good friends from doing that. And then then you think to yourself, do you know, I'm really actually glad I came on my own.
0: I think one of the things that's really important for us is when we look at the societies that mm-hmm. we have at the uh, university. So I think there's over, well over 200, right?
2: Yeah, um, there's, there's not only societies, there's peer support groups, there's different volunteering groups, and then there's things that aren't even officially registered as societies yet so there's definitely something for absolutely everyone it doesn't necessarily have to be a club or some kind of weird special interest society
0: (laughs) (laughs) there's something for literally anyone there's there's a lot of kind of very niche societies which 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 are which are great because i mean
2: you even found something didn't you
0: (laughs) even even someone like me Just a simple boy loves to podcast, <laughs> <laughs> um, but these societies, <laughs> <laughs> these societies are really great, and the whole point of that because there's so many that there's something for literally everyone's interest. So even though it can be quite daunting going to these things yourself, you'll guarantee find that someone's in the exact same boat and someone else is just as nervous. Yeah, and I think the thing about societies where I'll, you know you'll meet a lot of people in your courses or your um, accommodation the society is at least something that you have in common either it's you've got a love for that thing that you're doing or you've got the kind of desire to to learn more about it yeah um well i was just going to talk a bit about um the activities fair which is a, a a couple of days during freshers week that you can actually get into these societies uh, so I don't know if you want to talk through about how we kind of, how one gets into society I guess.
2: There's this big pressure of you go to the activities fair, you sign up for absolutely everything, I still get emails despite <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is you can literally join at any time most of these groups except the super competitive ones are um, open for anyone at any time, any skill level just the people like with my own society that I founded that we're very happy just for people to show up so like we love that people have a common interest to us coming and joining us getting involved and like you can really if you're really interested follow here join the committee and there's just so many ways to get involved you don't just have to start first week of uni that's your chance gone there's um and there's online there's Facebook there's posters if you see something you're interested just go for it try and find the contact links they're normally all online. And just ask. Um, they won't. No one will judge.
1: That's the thing. I feel like that's what I did. I mean, I missed the whole activities fair, and I really did want to go, but circumstances meant that I couldn't. So, for me to find out about the societies and what they offer and the open days, um, that's what I did. I went on Facebook. I was, like, tapping away, trying to find the society what I was looking for. Added them on Facebook and then proceeded to ask the members in their questions, and they were really helpful. They said, Yeah, come along for the days, even though I wasn't at there at the activity of the fair. They were more than happy for me to be like, Yeah, just come along.
0: I think as well you don't have to be in first year you know if you maybe listening to this year you're, you're a couple of years in or you're yeah. you know um coming to university for the first time after other experiences it's not just a first year thing i was kind of yeah. afraid to be really cliquey and you know, if, if <laughs> yeah you're not you grow
2: up with everyone yeah no, if you're, you're you, not
0: going as a fresher they, they it's a, not like that a lot at, of societies
2: as well they even accept non-students so hmm, if you yeah. have a friend who doesn't go to the uni and you want someone to tag along with like these things are, pretty, they're like community groups basically, so they're open to things, they're always changing, different people, and yeah, just don't be scared to go just on scare. and out. Yeah.
0: And Heather, you mentioned a little bit earlier that you can kind of get into a committee position mm-hmm. from these societies, so yeah. it's maybe not something you'd be thinking about from first year, off yeah. the bat, but... What is that all about? What experiences can you get if you become a, a committee member for, for any society? And,
2: yeah, that's the thing. There's so many different experiences. You can have different levels. It's not all about you don't have to aim for president and boss everyone around. You can do things from design. But, but you have. And <laughs> I do because I boss people around. <laughs> um, but you can do everything from being designing, organizing events. It varies so much on... The committee as well and I've been on some committees of very new societies and you can help shape something that can last years like another committee I'm on is like 300 years old like you can it, you can like help make a new history which is for me a really cool thing um just basically you can take that role on and make it your own because you're a volunteer at the end of the day and you're volunteering because you're interested so and there's a lot you can do it can help give you skills in organization creative with ideas if you're not creative you can help go in a more like settled role and just help things run smoothly and um, there's there is something for everyone it's not all about like leadership and being in charge it's very much like using skills in ways that suit you
0: I think that's really important as well that you can develop these skills that maybe wouldn't in your degree necessarily yeah. which I think is really exciting you know mm-hmm. I, I mean I was treasurer for society and (laughs) I study history so obviously it's got nothing to do it but it's kind of good just to have these skills and it's always at the very least it's something to pop in your CV yeah I mean like
2: I had to learn how to use like well had to relearn how to use spreadsheets and then I also had to learn how to make posters and things like that and it's quite fun because it's with like peer support groups especially you can get a lot of fundraising a lot of money and then you're like okay this is down to me to spend in a way, most good people would be quite irresponsible. (laughs) um, Yeah, learning how to do that is a really interesting
0: thing. Mm. I was just going to say, there's some um, societies based here, like Dick Vet Musicians and Easter Bush Academic Society. Do you have any...
1: So I have um, some knowledge of the societies actually at vet school, because, because we are separate. We're not separate to main uni, but because we are out here, we are quite we are quite out out there so we do have some societies that are separate to um, university of edinburgh but we are allowed to integrate between them both um, it just makes it a bit more easier for vet students just because we are here pretty much night or five and it is so intense um, it's it can be quite hard to go out and do main uni things because it's quite difficult with our schedule so and um, we do have the dick vet societies and there is so many. Just because we are a small portion of the University of Edinburgh, there is a vast majority. Majority of societies what you can find at Edinburgh Uni, you can find here and also you can find ones what are more veterinary based, like anatomy, like anatomy clubs, um, the wildlife conservations, which is more mainly wildlife animals like lions, elephants, rhinos, So that's super interesting. I mean, I haven't actually... I've been to some of their talks, which is really good. The talks are super, super informative. And the same as what you were saying, Heather, they are more than welcome for anyone just to come to the talks, even if you're not part of the society. If you're just interested in the talk, you're more than welcome to come. And I feel like that's really important because if you don't want to be fully committed but you are interested around the subject... You can just go and drop in.
0: Well, I was going to say also on that idea of you know maybe not being fully committed from from the off. Most societies do have uh, taster sessions and mm-hmm. you know workshops that you can kind of go to to just see see
2: see what they're feeling, to, to get a feel of it, see what yeah. the vibe is. And the thing is, it's not. A lot of people think that's just freshers week, but things like um in Two, under two weeks it'll be well-being week there's a few societies that do drop in and mm. free sessions for that and then again you have like next semester they'll do more drop in sessions so there's loads of opportunities throughout the year do not put pressure on yourself just to put it all into one week if you're yeah. not up to it that week another opportunity will come
1: up yeah and they also have like little events quiz nights um pizza nights you know so there, there is loads of opportunities and it it doesn't have to be from the get-go, you have to be there, you can just drop in whenever and if you feel like going, you just go. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I like to kind of switch a bit from societies into sports clubs, so we also have 67 sports clubs I think are thereabouts um, mm-hmm. at, at the university, so I mean there's kind of some interlap between these and the societies in general and I don't think it's necessarily <laughs> overly important that you know what it, falls under because at the same time they've all kind of got the same yeah Yeah. they've all got got the same idea um but I don't know if that's anything that you guys have experience of at all
2: uh well we're quite similar to the vets in that we also have our own clubs um so things like medics basketball netball all the kind of things the vet school also has um and it's quite nice because it gives you like different levels to go in at. So you can either do like the specialist one for your school or you can do the main sports clubs at Pleasance. And it's just it's a really nice mix of what you, you want. You have options for both. So if you want to mix with students from all over, then main one at Pleasance for you. But then if you want ones that are quite flexible in time, especially with training, then um, you can go to your school. one, And it's it's really nice thing to be part of and work um, with through the years. um like the medics have something called snims and the vets have a version as well as far as i'm aware it's yeah. kind of like um scottish and northern irish all the schools i think you're come in the to- whole of the uk aren't you? yeah um, yeah come together it's actually the medics ones on this weekend so avoid big feet <laughs> <laughs> <Never>. <laughs> um basically yeah you get to meet people from all over the country and it's a really nice way of unifying everything which is I think it was quite a nice, um,
1: like concept with the in school clubs is you actually get to integrate with people not just in your year and you get to integrate with people from first year up to final year. And it's quite nice to then talk to other, other year groups and see what their experience is or what you can gain from them and what tips you can get from them and you can. You can become really good friends that way, and I found quite a lot of the times that I've made friends with upper years or lower years by going to different events. And it, it, if I didn't go to the events, I wouldn't have made friends with them because you just you just our paths would never have crossed. Mm-hmm. Unless
2: it was that event, yeah. I mean, it's really, it's really nice having people in different years. I remember in school, it was super weird if you had friends a few years above or below. Be like, oh my god. Um, but here, like, I took a semester out due to ill health, and now I don't know what year most of the medics are in. They're just my friends in different <laughs> years, and like the sports clubs and stuff like that are a really nice way of doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, because at the end of the day, like especially with um, vocational degrees such as vet med and med, is that you're all going to have similar jobs, different specialties, but similar jobs at the end of the day. You'll likely be colleagues and you'll likely take years out for different things, go yeah. down slightly different training routes. Um, so it really doesn't matter what year you're in. And just like, I think sports clubs is a really good way of teaching you that as well. Yeah, definitely. One of the
0: other things I was going to say about the sports club is it's not, you don't, you, you're not expected to go into it a, a master. you know
2: yes i'm i'm not sporty at all um like there was always the joke when i was applying for edinburgh going like you can't get into edinburgh med school or vet med school unless you're on the national team (laughs) quite a few of my friends are on the national team (laughs) so i like came in on first year going like oh my god okay i'm not gonna try but then i tried it and i really liked it Mm. because it's for all levels so yeah, no, um, there's no pressure at all, like you can know nothing about the sport. And, that's, that's and you don't have to be the best, it's just all about being
1: there, <laughs> having fun.
2: Yeah, a lot of them is like the social aspect as well, and it, socials doesn't necessarily mean nights out all the time, it could just be dinner out and things like that, which is quite nice. So
0: And I think the university as well has got the, this intramural programme as well, which mm-hmm. is targeted or, or is geared towards those who are maybe like a kind of more easygoing sort of Sports clubs. So I know they've got like five side football, 11 side football, they've got uh, women's leagues as well. Uh, in football, they've got hockey, netball, rugby, and squash as well. <laughs> which I knew just off the top yeah, yeah, of yeah. my head. But <laughs> well,
1: we also have the tiny little um, gym, oh, yeah, you have down a gym down here. We yeah. talked about
0: that in episode one. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: It's super handy, to be fair. It's really modern, really yeah. new, um, and it's just so easy. You know, mm-hmm. if you've got like an hour or two hour break when you're in vet school, you can just go over to the gym. And if you if you feel like you're just not with it that day, or you just need to kind of get out from the vet environment, you can just quickly nip over to the road, do your gym session, come back and feel refreshed. And it's really nice. Yeah, I
2: think a lot of people for like they just associate the gym with getting mostly fit, whatever, when actually it's a really good way to de stress. Like for me, it's definitely like. Very similar to you, nine to five days, very, very content heavy, just to get an hour away to completely forget about that kind of like burn up all this, burn off all the stress you've built up. Is, it's really good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, So like going into the gym without the goal of like looking like some <laughs> crazy super athlete or Steven. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <then laughs> um, yeah, just going into like burn off some stress is it's a really good way of doing it
0: think yeah that same idea with the kind of sports clubs as well it's not just the fitness obviously that's important and that's great but sports clubs is a a social element of it and i think the society is also there's a lot of the activity element as well that's kind of where they interlap i think quite quite a lot um so you kind of talked a bit about the kind Mm -hmm. of stresses that you can feel as a as a university student and it does kind of bring us on to quite an important part of the university experience as well um because i do want to talk about kind of the the services of support that are available for our students because you know there's there's a lot going on you've got to deal with kind of everyday life you know maybe jobs as long as you as as well as your classes as well um so kind of what what services of support is there for for students um
2: so it's it's a hard subject because unfortunately lately like the whole uni not just vet school has been getting quite a bad rep for it with a uh, lack of counsellors and stuff like that but there is actually there's so many resources available So it's just all about being able to signpost them properly so mm-hmm. a great place for that is the advice place um it's in central but um the thing is, you can con They've got their website, which has loads of information on it. Different ways to go, and if you go in, it can be anything from financial needs, visa, um, home problems, mental health problems, anything like that. You can go in, tell them your issue. They will confidentially, um, will um, talk to you about have like a consultation, um, and, and point you to the right place. And it's a it's a really good hub. Um, quite small. It's just tucked away in Potter Row, but um, it is very good for support and kind of like it has. It's this big web and it's the center of the web which is quite nice but if not there's things like your pt like again yeah. if that doesn't work for you then you know should...
0: so pt's personal shooter right
2: oh yeah Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all the abbreviations but um or your student support officer dean of pastoral care like it's a lot of names but if you have seen that staff member before or it's a yeah. familiar name like they will more than likely be happy to help
0: so just as a little note on the advice place there the kind of idea is that they give kind of impartial confidential advice as well mm-hmm. um which is kind of the main thing and you can you can ask to be you know talk to the person one-on-one in a private room as well if that makes you feel more comfortable mm-hmm. um and also i was just on the website as a point of note that it is based in central but you can um message into them as well mm-hmm. uh, if you're not yeah you can access
1: it anywhere. Which think
0: mm-hmm quite handy for you guys if you are maybe out
1: here yeah definitely because sometimes you do feel a bit secluded and you're not part of um main edible uni but I think the I think it's I think now especially since um they've advertised more about the advice place and mental health it's becoming we're getting way more emails saying look we are here if you do need us you need to contact xyz you need to make sure that contact this person, or if you don't want to do that and you don't feel comfortable, talk to somebody who you do feel comfortable around, whether it be your personal tutor or just a lecturer who you feel like you can connect with quite well. Um, Because I know quite a few of my friends uh, don't actually go directly to their personal tutor, not, not because they don't like them, just because they've got a better relationship with other lecturers within the vet school, Um, And they've said to me that it's really helpful being able to do that and sometimes people feel like because they're assigned one personal tutor that they have to go to this personal tutor and sometimes they feel as if they can't actually talk to anybody because that's their personal tutor and that's it, they can't talk to anyone else. And I think it's quite important to let those people know that you can talk to anybody and there is several. There is so many different lines in vet school, in medical school, and in other different types of little colleges around the university. where you can speak to, and each. I mean, I only I'm only speaking from both of our degrees because I know that there are like specific helplines, like a vet helpline and a med helpline, uh, which is so accessible and it's so well signposted around vet school. It's on the toilets. Toilet doors. So the number's there, and you can talk wh- whenever, wherever, and there'll be someone listening to you.
2: And the thing is, as well, if you are not comfortable with going something that's probably that like close to home in a sense, or through staff, then there's things like Nightline as well. Nightline's mm-hmm. really brilliant. It's basically a student-run, pretty much service where students are trained. They very much know what you're going through in the current moment and you can call them anytime like daytime services aren't open and um, give them a call it'll be completely confidential and just talk about what you're worried about which is it's really nice to know that there's someone like especially yeah. with quite a similar like background to you it's really nice yeah Yeah, i think
0: that's really important kind of uh, points to make um just is it worth kind of talking about how the personal tutor system works here and is that any different, you know, for, for veterans? students?
1: Um, so the personal tutoring system works here is that we meet um, in the first semester and the second semester. Mm. So we only meet twice a year um, as mandatory, but they are there to email whenever. And if you want to just grab a coffee in the view and just talk over some things what you feel like you may be stressed about or you're worried about, you might have some concerns the way the course is run, you can email them whenever, find an appropriate time in your timetable, and they're more than happy to sit and listen to you, whether it be about uni, home life, just anything in general.
0: Yeah, and I think it's quite important to know, even if you don't think they're the right person to help you, they'll be able to point you to...
1: In the right direction, direction. exactly, yeah.
0: Um, so I just also want to talk about the chaplaincy a little bit, because mm-hmm. that's another kind of um, area of support which is offered by the university for students. Um, and it's, I think, maybe the, the, the word chaplaincy, the name of it, it, it might it scares give scares a
2: lot of people, yeah. It give people
0: the wrong impression, thinking, oh, I've never been to church, you're going to get yeah, yeah. to go going here. But they make it very clear for people of, of any faith or, or none at all. Yeah,
2: um, I think that's the thing that people, a lot of people forget about it. Their slogan literally is for all faiths and none. And um, it's just they, everyone, all the staff there are so, so lovely. I can vouch for them all. Um, they run sessions, things from mindfulness for things to religion, memorial ceremonies for various things. Um, but they also have like a list, opening listening sessions. Um, they basically, whenever they're open, you can go in and just talk to one of them. And they are just really brilliant at listening. So if you have a concern or... You, you don't go there necessarily for advice but it's really nice just to sometimes talk about what you're concerned about and it kind of it's almost like a counselling session in a way. It's
0: almost like they frame themselves as a as a level of comfort, almost. Yes. Like someone's there, just just a, a place listener. to go. Yeah. yeah. They, they kind of, you know, they have these kind of coffee and tea uh, meetups that you, know, you They can do go.
2: good cake occasionally.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you can go and yeah, as so I they they kind of say that you can talk about anything. You know, if you, if you're feeling homesick, if you're feeling a bit lonely, physical, mental problems, are, and they do a lot of LGBT plus support as well. Yeah. Uh, which is great.
2: Uh yeah, and they do um they do absolutely everything really, and they're very very keen on improving well being for um, students. Like um, a course they're going to be running soon um in the Chaplaincy Centre. Um, I think it's November. Is going to be things of am I the only one in talking about? It's very much the case of what we were talking about earlier. Is like it's quite likely people feel the exact same way as you, and it, it's just a nice way of opening <laughs> up, just gushing, getting rid of stigma and basically everything you build up all day like the gym you can just let travel. it out let <laughs> it out to people over some tea so there's a way of doing it for everyone that's,
0: so that's the overall theme of yes. this episode I think it was, let it out.
2: yeah let it out <laughs> and tea makes everything better yes. <laughs> a cup of tea they have different kinds of tea as well <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so is there anything else at all you guys want to touch on that you think's important
2: I think very it just very much if you very much with activities anything if you feel like if you ever feel like you're um being left out you're missing out or you're concerned is very much talk to someone about it, um like there are harder stories and there are cases of people struggling to get help but if you try in a few places like the chaplaincy like the advice place nightline there will be someone who wants to listen and there'll be something that's right for you. And
0: your mates in the societies yeah, and sports. And all the friends <laughs> you as well,
2: which will happen no matter how panicky you are in <laughs> Freshers Week, you will make friends, don't so. worry. <laughs> yeah. At least one. At least one <laughs> one so, friend is you one need. friend, yeah. One friend's enough. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I think we've covered a lot there. I think we've touched on some really important subjects as well. Um, so thank you very much to, to yourselves for, for listening, uh, but also thank you very much for Tia for joining me today.
1: Thank you very much. And Heather, thank you very much.
2: Thank you.
0: Um, so we hope you've kind of, I hope this has eased kind of any, any concerns that you may have had before coming to university and kind of given you some kind of insight in, into the place that you can go if, if you are struggling or, you know, you, you want to push yourself into trying a new thing or, or you know, carrying on something that you already love. Um, so you can keep up to date with all our going ons on various social medias. On Twitter, we've got the Dick Vet. On Facebook, we're the Royal Dick Veterinary Studies. And on Instagram, we're at the Dick Vet. Uh, so thank you once again to to my guests I think this has been a really important episode Um, we'll be back soon with another episode of Dick Vet Podcast um, where we're going to be looking all about Scotland's capital city, Edinburgh and what's it like to live here so until then, thank you and goodbye